Jim Leap, Director General, Chief Executive, WWF International. Thank you for talking to Judge Business School Cambridge Leadership Series podcast today. The title of your lecture was Business NGOs and the Challenge of Sustainability. If it comes to the future of the planet, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Well, I'm decidedly an optimist. I think there's no question we can meet the challenge of sustainability. But it's also clearly true we have to get going. There is a lot to do to get on the right path. I think you talked in your lecture about needing five worlds in terms of the resources that we are, as humans are using at the moment. That sounds pessimistic. Well, our analysis shows that if everyone now alive on the planet lived with the same kind of impact that the average American has, it wouldn't take, in fact, take five planets to support us all. Um, and that's just a, a way of conveying the challenge we face, which is that we in the U.S. and in Europe, but around the world, need to find a way to live much more lightly on the planet that makes our lives possible. And, and how can we find that way of living much more lightly? Because we're self-interested, we're greedy, uh, we're consumers like consumerism has never hit the planet before. Well, self-interest is a good place to start. I mean, the fact is that it is acutely in our self-interest to learn how to live more lightly on the planet. Uh, and I think the biggest part of the, the, big, the first step there really is paying attention, is recognizing that we need to be more serious about looking at how our, the, the goods we use are produced, looking at how we use energy, looking at the different ways in which we affect life on Earth, and beginning to manage those activities much more carefully. Do you think the recession may be an opportune time for everybody to, to think that they need to share rather than, than to consume in such a, a, a mammoth fashion? Well, I, I think this recession can be a powerful moment in two ways that are important for this agenda. Um, the first is, as you suggest, this is a time for all of us to reflect upon how we have been living and how how grossly unsustainable that way of life has been and what changes we need to make. To put a finer point on that, this is a financial recession, a financial crisis, but it, of course, is just the tip of the iceberg at a more, more, much more profound crisis, which is the ecologically unsustainable way that we've been living. That's the first thing. But the second thing that's, I think, quite important is that you have governments around the world now mobilizing hundreds of billions of dollars to revive the economy. And that is an enormous opportunity to lay the foundation for an economy that truly can be sustained, not only financially but ecologically, for decades to come. And WWF has, in fact, shown thought leadership, both uh, with companies and with individuals, in how we can affect change so we consume less. Well, this, of course, is core business for us, is to, is to help people understand how we can live differently in a way that really does sustain life on Earth. And that's something we work on in terms of engaging individuals uh, to help people live what we call one-planet lives, lives that are consistent with um, the one planet we have to support us. But it also translates into how we work with business, and business has a huge role to play here in helping all of us move onto a better path. And often it is self-interest that motivates business, isn't it, as well as that motivates individuals. I, I know that you have several stories of how companies themselves have changed so that they encourage consumers to consume less. Uh, for instance, the Nokia story. 
Well, I think you see many of the world's most uh, prominent country, companies increasingly recognize, recognizing that their business interest lies in helping people lead more sustainable lives, in operating their own business in more sustainable ways. Um, and if you take the case of Nokia, Nokia is the largest manufacturer of cell phones worldwide. There are more than a billion people with Nokia cell phones in their hands. And Nokia is now looking at how they make those cell phones the center of those people's lives. Those cell phones is a vehicle for connecting people to each other, but also to the things that they care about. And that's, of course, a huge opportunity to connect people to sustainability, to learn how they can make different choices to live uh, more sustainable lives. But they did indeed encourage consumers to realise that they should switch off their chargers, mm-hmm. that even when the phone wasn't in, there was that, that lovely little thing that came up on the phone. Can you, you know, just recite that to us? <laughs> Sorry. So no, Nokia has been serious about um, its own environmental performance for a long time and is one of the best managed companies in terms of its own practices, but recognised that a lot of the impact it was having on the environment came through the use of its products. The fact that when people leave their phone chargers plugged into the wall, they use power 24 hours a day. And so there is now a message that comes up on a Nokia phone that tells you the phone is charged, please unplug the charger. And that by itself can make a huge difference in the energy use of cell phones. And also, you know, we could also turn off our lights for 24 hours or an hour all on the same day all over the world and there are huge energy savings too. Well, we are joining with um, companies and cities all over the planet on something called Earth Hour. Uh, And on the 28th of March at 8.30 p.m. local time, uh, we were asking people to turn out their lights for an hour to signal their concern about climate change and to call upon their governments to take action to meet the challenge of climate change. We've had huge response. Already more than 600 cities have signed up to participate, including Beijing and Moscow, London and Los Angeles. Um, And so we expect uh, March 28th to be one of the biggest mass social movements ever. Hundreds of millions of people saying it's time to to confront this problem and do something about it. As Director General of WWF, doesn't it frustrate you that it's left to an NGO to coordinate these actions all over the world? Why aren't governments doing it? And why aren't governments doing it now? Because the stories you tell are of consumers really not having enough knowledge to know how to change their lifestyles to to make them greener. Well, I mean, it it is just true that governments have moved more slowly on these issues than they should have or than we would like. Uh, And I think that's partly the the fact that governments' interests are almost inescapably short-term, focused on what happens between now and the next election. And they've often had a hard time making hard choices for long-term considerations. And I think that's where we come in, is to helping people understand what those long-term considerations are and helping, helping to find ways to mobilize action, whether it's through government or through partnerships with companies who are ready to move. But doesn't the recession highlight the need to work together in a speedier way, in a way that is about less self-interest and more about you know, uh, sustainable economics? I think there's no question. The recession highlights that need, and I think the good thing about the recession is that it has galvanized cooperative action around the world. You see governments talking at least much more actively about how they work together to meet that challenge, and that's a spirit we really need to make sure translates into collaboration to meet the challenge of climate change, and that's the task of the next nine months. But but really, if we need five planets to, to sustain us as human beings, that's not optimistic. We need to act now. We need to act now. 
I mean, the fact is we are on a path that just leads to catastrophe. And that's conspicuously true when it comes to climate change, but it is more broadly true in, ter in terms of the way we live on the planet. And we need to change course and we need to do it very quickly. And you indeed have at WWF affected a lot of change in terms of fisheries, haven't you? That, that, you know, um, that people could now see when they go to supermarkets that they are buying uh, fish produce that is sustainable. Well, 70% of the world's surface is oceans, huh? and oceans are a resource of immense importance to us economically as well as ecologically, and yet they've been largely invisible. No one really understands what's happening to the oceans, but the big thing that's happening to the oceans is overfishing. We're just taking too much fish out of the ocean, and so we've been working with fishermen and with companies to change that, to make sure that fisheries are better managed in a way that can sustain those fisheries for generations to come, and to make sure that when you go to the supermarkets, you can make a choice that helps support those efforts. You can look for the blue seal of the Marine Stewardship Council, and when you buy that fish, know that you're supporting fishermen who are trying to do it right. And you ended, Jim, your Cambridge Leadership Series uh, lecture by saying that change will really have come when people go to s supermarkets and there is only sustainable fish to buy that you don't even need to label it. And I expect that to happen in my lifetime. You see the world's biggest retailers already moving in that direction. And you and I should be able to go to the store and buy with confidence that all the choices in front of us are choices that are made by people, choices that are sustainable and that are products that come from people who are taking good care of the planet. But I come back to the fact that it shouldn't be WWF, an NGO that's left to show the thought leadership on this globally across governments. That's shameful, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it is our role to help drive change on these issues. It's also, let's be clear, change that's not possible without partnerships in every direction. And you see some of the world's biggest companies and some of the world's governments stepping up to these challenges, and that's what needs to happen. So it's partnership that's the key word. Absolutely. Uh, Jim Leap, Director General, Chief Executive, WWF International, thank you for talking to Judge Business School Cambridge Leadership Series podcast today. Thanks for having me.